Hello and welcome to the Maelstrom Frequency. This is Jeremy, and I'm here to let you know that Maelstrom is launching a campaign this summer. Our goals for this campaign are to make some important renovations to our headquarters uh, in line with making the space more accessible to our artists and audiences, as well as upgrade our podcast studio so we can make what you're listening to right now sound even better. We would love your support in making these upgrades to Maelstrom as a small nonprofit. Individual donations make a huge impact on what we do. Uh, to learn more about the campaign or to make a donation, you can go to maelstromcollaborativearts.org slash donate. And once you're there, you can make a one-time donation to the campaign. Uh, or you can sign up for Maelstrom Wellspring, our monthly giving program, which allows you to support us continuously throughout the year. Both are extremely helpful and extremely appreciated. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy this episode of the Maelstrom Frequency. the way we've been doing this is I start recording earlier and then like as Jasmine is already talking to people we like fade in on them talking so it's like oh, okay. this like <laughs> oh we've been here having oh, coffee gosh. for hours and <laughs> oh. well so I'm here today with Courtney and Melissa and we're talking about what are we talking about well I guess we're um talking about becoming a parent while being an artist um I don't know if this is a good intro or not, but to begin with, uh, I'm on the mic, which is not uh, something that's happened too much in the short history of this podcast, but we're trying it out. Uh, and I am, as I just said, joined today by Courtney and Melissa. Um, Courtney, do you want to introduce yourself to the podcast community? Hello, podcast community. My name is Courtney D. Love Curry. Um, you may also know me as the effervescent and ever extra casual blurtist. Nice to meet you all. And I'm Melissa Ajayi, um, and I'm a dancer and choreographer here in Cleveland, and this is my first time ever. No, that's not true. During Bricolage, <laughs> I was recorded for the podcast, but it's my first time again <laughs> <laughs> the first time again that that feels that that corresponds with my experience of recording this podcast every time we do it i'm like oh this is happening for the first time again um i've forgotten everything i learned last time exactly yep um so that's right both courtney and melissa uh, worked with maelstrom on bricolage uh, just about a month and a half ago uh, and for that we recorded a little bit with everyone for uh, an episode of this um, but during that process we were talking about, hey, we're looking for different topics that we can we can bring onto the podcast. Um, and one that you both were really excited about was talking about being a parent while also being an artist. So uh, that's all we needed to set it up on the mm -hmm. books. So that's why we're here today. Um, so, yeah, I guess the first question I would have is... Uh, when did you both become parents and what were what were you doing before that? Oh, OK. So I became a parent seven years ago, almost eight years ago. I now have two children. One is almost eight. One is four. And at that time, I was working. Um, I was working full time, actually, as a recreation therapist and managing um, a recreation therapy department in a state hospital in Kentucky um, just before becoming a parent and 
right before I had my son, we moved to Cleveland. I quit my job. Um, we bought a house, like every major life change you could mm-hmm. imagine within like a month. Um, and yeah, I, and through it, before that, I was also continuing to dance and choreograph as a freelance artist. Um, but yeah, that was happening when I became a parent. All right. Um, I became a parent at the height of the pandemic, March 2020. Uh, so three years ago. Um, at that time, I was working full time for an insurance company in their customer service call center. Um, and I was also, you know, being an artist and whatnot. I was uh, performing pretty heavily at Maelstrom, actually. Um, <laughs> that was around what, around 2018 is when I first started coming around here, I think. Mm-hmm. Um Thank you for remembering. Oh. <laughs> well, I remember like you also performed while you were pregnant in 2019 yes. at Inferno. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I felt like Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun. Everybody was so worried. And I'm like, guys, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, and yeah. then promptly after that, the doctor said, sit down. What is wrong <laughs> with you? I'm like, I must, I must perform for the people. Um, but needless to say, I've never really stopped doing art. Um, now with Gio, um, my second son, I was on God's strongest warrior list for that for that whole pregnancy. <laughs> I feel like performing while pregnant is like it's, it's really empowering. It's really it's great. Yeah, especially if you're an artist who, I mean, performance in general, of course, is the body, but using the body and as other people are viewing you. Um, while being pregnant is it's really empowering it's, I think it's great I think everyone should perform while pregnant it's so cool and it's it really is freeing considering that pregnancy is probably one of the most restricting times of a woman's life there's so much that we're told we can't do already and then you say that you're pregnant and now on top of the things that you can't do now there's stuff you can't eat mm-hmm. right <laughs> um so being able to perform and, you know, jump around in a giant trash monster suit because that's what I got to do. And like, you know, sing at the top of my lungs, like that was a very liberating experience for me. Um, in a time where I felt so much restriction, I would just go back and think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, with Gio, uh, my second son, there was a bunch of transitions that I had to deal with. Um, transitioning to a new job, uh, transitioning as a person when I was just getting my flow going, being a mother of one. Now I have to prepare myself not only to be a mother of two, but for an entirely new job while I am just ridiculously hormonal. And Mm -hmm. it was, it was just a ball of fun. And I didn't get any performance time that time because I was told immediately, Courtney, sit down, don't do it again. (laughs) (laughs) So I, um, I did a lot of painting then, but I didn't get to do a lot of performing. Uh, when my second was born, that was uh, 2022. So it's been a year since I've been a mother of multiples. And that's even more lessons than just having the one was. It's definitely a labor of love, though. I love those two kids with everything in me. They are awesome. And they are hilarious. They are definitely my kids. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned like painting during your second pregnancy. I guess we should say performing. If it's not your thing, it's that's fine. But I feel like the the process of pregnancy 
there's just this like inherent creative energy that mm-hmm. happens that was, I felt really strongly while I was pregnant both times that it was not only empowering to perform, but just that, that creative impulse and creative energy was so strong. Right. During. Yeah. Having an outlet during those times, like I said, um, being hormonal, having those mood swings going on, um, you know, crying over the fact that you ran out of pickles because that was definitely a real <laughs> sob in my, uh, <laughs> that was definitely a real sob in one of my pregnancies. Being able to channel that energy into something constructive was crucial because pregnancy will put you through the ringer. I, I know that uh, a lot of people, some people like being pregnant and they very much enjoy the journey and the process. And I can definitely say that I'm blessed to have gone through the process and have my two boys, but if they could have just magically poofed into the world <laughs> without me having to do anything but say, hey, bring them down, I would have definitely taken that option. <laughs> well, so I'm, I'm really interested in, well, in a couple of things. One, the this idea of like, well, what else do you do? If you're not able to perform, what other creative outlets did you have? But in, in part, that's because I think there is this idea a lot of the time that you can choose between being an artist or being a parent, but that the two can clash. Um, uh, at least, at least in the performing arts, it sometimes feels like someone has a child and it's like, all right, well, they are out of the game for a while. Um, uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean they are out of the arts. And that also doesn't necessarily mean that that is true. Um, so I'm curious what your experiences were with that in particular. Sure. I, um, I feel like one of my, one of the pieces I created that is most dear to me is when I created after I had both of my children, which was um, a solo that was performed. I've performed it once, uh, but uh, Annika Sheaf has performed it in a piece I did last summer. Um, And that came out of my feeling of limitation and not being able to perform, or at least not being able to perform the same way I Mm -hmm. did in the past. And, and a whole host of other things and my experience with postpartum depression and the, and so, yeah, I feel like the stigma of, um, of not being able to perform or dance because of having children and bec- and becoming a parent physically, but also just the, the time constraints and the energy it requires and the, the balance that it, that it requires, um, is so difficult. But I, at the same time, I think that the wisdom that we gain and the, mm. the insight and the, the priorities shift and the ability to like look at what's important happens in life, but then also somehow that bleeds into art making that uh, being able to like sift through all the unimportant things and the, um, mm-hmm. and, and find, you know, what is the essence of this and what, what, what's really important here. Mm-hmm happened did I did I answer the question yeah absolutely. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um I will definitely say if you are a person who struggles with structure um prior to having kids you will definitely obtain that ability by force once you have <laughs> them um just like she was saying, time constraints um, are time constraints are already a thing without kids. When you add kids to the to the roster, now you're looking at your schedule, kid one schedule, kid two schedule. 
Um, and that's just like their primary schedule. They got other things that they got to do too: birthday parties, uh, going to daycare, who's watching them while you're going to work on something else art related, um, or going to work on your nine, going to do your nine to five. Um, there's a lot of things you got to think about. And in order to even stay sane and, you know, get that time to yourself so that you can recalibrate and recharge, even you have to have maybe not everything down to a science because there is no such thing as perfection. And that's another thing parenthood teaches you, especially being Mm -hmm. an artist and Mm -hmm. doing uh, and having being a parent. Um, Perfection is a total myth. And that's something that I used to struggle with a lot before having kids. Um, I had um, controlling tendencies that were in inward related Um, and never really brought out to other people. But with myself, if it's not, to it was always if it's not like if I can't picture it going perfectly then I don't want to do it I would just completely shun the whole opportunity and now since having kids it's like I've been able to do all of this and continue to be a good parent to my kids there is literally nothing that can stop me I just have to learn how to do it um there's all like also that determination that even increased with me having my kids um there's there's a lot of lessons that having kids can teach you that you don't even realize apply to just be more than being a parent. Um, it's amazing. Yeah, I, would, I'm, I agree with the perfection that perfection doesn't exist. And before mm-hmm. kids, it was yeah, that, like striving to get that that perfect technique or perfect anything. And afterwards, it's like, well, there's always going to be another time. You can always try again. Mm-hmm. You can always do it again. And also it has taught me just not to take everything so seriously. Like, <laughs> uh, like that's something as a parent that I sort of like was like, okay, we're just going to let it go. Just let it go. And same with art. It's like, well, it, everything doesn't have to be a masterpiece. It can be, mm, it can be right. silly. It can you, like have fun with it. That's why we do what we do anyway, because it started out being fun. And, mm-hmm. um, and so allowing ourselves to just be silly and embrace the, that part of it. Yeah. Have, have you found that that has been more of your experience of making art since having kids? Is that some of that freedom or that play? Oh, for me, for sure. Yeah. 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 I would definitely say me having kids has gotten me back into the roots of why I create in the first place, which is to be able to relate to the world around me. Um, you know, teach myself from those mistakes I might make on working on something, be it creating a performance or creating a like a physical visual art piece. Those mistakes you take in and they turn into lessons. And when you take those lessons, you turn into something even more beautiful than what you were trying to do in the first place. If you take the time to actually learn them, um, it's the same way with parenthood. You have to be patient with your kids because you are literally teaching them how to exist in on this life class that we're taking. Um, and you getting frustrated or giving up isn't doing anything but hurting you and your kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've learned so much from them, just watching them be like uninhibited and free. And, you know, and it's just they inspire me every single day to then continue making my art and they're they're huge inspirations for most of the work I create now mm-hmm. yep. are, are there other lessons like that that you've either lessons that you've taken from being a parent or from your kids directly or just the whole experience that feels influenced sort of how you think about art or how it lives inside of your life my oldest has definitely taught me stay light 
Mm-hmm. Because he is, ooh, he is the freest spirit I have ever met in my life. I love that. <laughs> I love that kid. Oh my God, he is so funny. And his imagination is just out of this world. Every five seconds, he's a new thing. Mommy, I'm a Power Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> I'm not a baby. <laughs> I'm Stevie Ranger. <laughs> like, I'm like, you be whoever you want to be in this life as many times as you want to do it. I appreciate it. And I take that with me every day. <laughs> I'm like, man, what would Stevie do? He would just live his best life. <laughs> are there are there any ways in which not not only have you like learned from being a parent, but other ways in which your art in particular has changed or like the way that you the things that you're interested in making or the ways in which you make them like what what are some of the uh, adjustments that have happened with that or the evolutions oh absolutely yeah I feel I mean the the physical aspect of the nine to ten months of my body changing completely into something different twice Mm -hmm. um and then and because dance is a physical art form it was it was both the most humbling and the most incredible experience as an artist to sort of like start from scratch Mm -hmm. and start you know the strengthening and the training that happens it was I had to start all over again it was almost like putting the pieces of a puzzle back together but the puzzles all sort of changed Mm. and um and yeah just sort of it there was I saw it as this opportunity to change some habits that I had previously, like physical habits and technique that I could change um, as a dancer. But then at the same time, it was incredibly frustrating to know and have the, the, the muscle memory of what I used to be able to do compared to the reality of what I could do post-pregnancy. Um, and it took a long time, but I feel like I'm at a point now where I, I, I feel like I'm stronger than I was before. And the and the the art has changed in such a way that it I I feel like in what I make and what I value in seeing dance in particular is less about all these like all the the technique and more about uh, how does that how does it make me feel and yes mm-hmm. I can anyone can learn how to do these big amazing moves and these tricks but. Um, I guess again, going back to that essence of what is it all about, and and finding finding that and kind of scraping away all of the extra. Um, so, yeah, be humbling. I guess it's it was a humbling experience, but also like a discovery of mm-hmm. this other potential that I otherwise would have not paid attention to. Mm-hmm. Sort of like a shift in what is priority, what you're prioritizing in, in yeah. performance. Yes. Yes. And also finding some things that I, I can do now that I couldn't do before that I probably mm. wouldn't have found otherwise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I would say for me, I've been much more empowered since having my kids and being an artist. Um, I've found out that a lot of the limits that I put on myself were literally just that things that I put on myself. Um, beliefs that, like after I got down and do uh, got down to doing them, I realized they were just like unfounded. Um, there's no reason why 
I wouldn't be able to continue to create um, just because I have kids um, at their essence. Um, kids are kind of portable. <laughs> kids are kind of portable. I found Famously that out. small. Yes. <laughs> Famously small. As long as you give them snacks and a tablet, they'll, they'll pretty much do their thing. <laughs> yeah. One of the last shows we had here at Maelstrom in 2020, one of the artists had a, a little boy and he would come with her to rehearsals and just hang out. And during one of the performances, uh, because he'd seen her rehearsing the piece so much, started doing the piece along with her, uh, which I found to be kind of amazing to watch. But um, You remember when I brought Stevie in here to narrate The Wandering, and I yeah. just sat him down right next to me and talked on the mic, and he was completely calm, collected. He's just like, wow, yeah, mommy's yeah. talking into a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I choreographed an entire piece with my oldest in a carrier on the front of me. I carried oh, wow. him yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, for a, a week-long residency. Uh, so you had like yeah. a co-choreographer. Yeah, basically. And a Bjorn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A couple of times when I was working on Station Hope this year, I brought the boys with me while we were working on mm -hmm. <laughs> some of the pieces of the exhibit, which was all around the church. So we were in three different spots towing kids with us, putting stuff on the wall. It was a great time. <laughs> I feel like it should that it could be just the norm, you know, right. and it happens for a lot of parents that you just that's what you do. You, you take your kids where you got to go and. And as a society, we have we should just accept that children are a part of public life, right, and exactly. you, and that just as spaces are open to any adult who needs to go to a public space, why are they not open to children as mm -hmm. well? And right. parents mm -hmm. uh, by excluding or whether it's um, on purpose or just by our social norms, if if we if it's strange to have a child there, then you're automatically excluding a parent from from enjoying that same space or being in that space that if we make it open to children as well, it doesn't have to be geared towards all children being there, but mm -hmm. just, yeah, children in general, just normalizing it. Yeah. Just normalizing that children come along with parents mm -hmm. where they are and, and that's okay. And they might, you know, a parent might have to go and attend to that child, but at the same time, it's okay for them to be there and let the parent do what they need to do. And yeah, I had a, um, a dancer that I collaborated with and a good friend of mine who was, we were working together on a piece and she was choreographing part of it and she brought her son with her and um, she made a really great point that, you know, I'm going to bring him with me to rehearsal and I understand that that might be a distraction to some people and I understand that, but in order for me to be here wholeheartedly, I need him here because he is mm -hmm. part of my heart and if I'm not with him, then my whole heart isn't here. I'm think I'm thinking about something else, yeah. and in order, yeah, it was it was a really great perspective. I thought that she took into consideration that yes, everybody in the room might be distracted or they might feel some way mm -hmm. about it. But in order for me to be completely present in this process, I need him to be here, yeah. and we can discuss what what we need to do about that if it's bothering you. But this is what I need. Mm -hmm. and I thought that was really uh, an eloquent way to to describe why why she had to bring him yeah i mean something we talk about a lot here is that and certainly in a lot of our, our grants that we write is that we believe artists bring their whole persona their whole life to making a work of art and it seems nonsensical to think that you could just separate out like well this part of my life is not going to be in the room right now this this mm -hmm. i'm only going to be like talking to you as an adult uh, as a as a single human being when it's like no we have all these connections to 
to members of our family, of our community, our friends, all of this. And this is all going to inform who I am when I am walking into this room to, to collaborate with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so something you just said, Courtney, made me think about, um, so you brought your, 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 your two boys to Station Hope. And I know it's, they're younger, on the younger side. And I know, Melissa, your kids are a little bit older, but what, are you already starting to sense sort of like, do they know that you are an artist or how, how do they think about you as an artist? (laughs) Like what, what is it to be both like mother and artist to them? Hmm, You know what? I, to a certain extent, I haven't really thought about whether my oldest uh, views me as just mommy or like, you know, as a multifaceted, like as a multifaceted person who I'm sorry, words Mm -hmm. um, yet, but I do like all toddlers. They they learn by doing. Um, mm-hmm. And Stevie, with that with that a beautiful imagination that he is, uh, he'll imitate he'll imitate what he sees, especially from me and his father. Um, I like I bought him an easel one day for Christmas, um, and I will see him randomly over there with a piece <laughs> of chalk, just going straight up Young Basquiat. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he understands the premise. Plus, we have painted a piece together. Um, oh wow really yeah he helped me with the splatters i was gonna have him put his <laughs> hand on there but as soon as he seen that paint touch his hand he had other ideas oh, and i said uh-huh. we must stop this <laughs> <laughs> i'm like we must immediately stop this and pivot. <laughs> not yet <laughs> but someday mm-hmm. um still developing that collaborative muscle mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah steve we're, we're definitely trying to develop that collaborative muscle right now <laughs> Because now his brother is mobile and he wants to play with him and Stevie doesn't want to share. <laughs> so we got to work on that part. <laughs> um, but yeah, I pretty much with that situation. <laughs> I think both of my kids understand that I'm an artist. I don't know. If, I don't know if they, I, and I hope that maybe they don't think that that's weird. <laughs> Like, um, we have a lot of other friends who are artists and, um, who also have kids. So, um, but yeah, with, if someone asks them like what their parents do, they'll say, my mom's a dancer, choreographer, and, um, and they have experienced my work. Uh, they've gotten to see shows. Um, they do sort of have this really strange reaction of, of seeing me perform where it's, it's. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because of the age. My older one, he gets he gets weird and gets sort of <laughs> like he has a hard time, especially in the magic of theater with the lights and seeing um, sort of this different world, and then seeing his mom perform in a role um, and seeing me as a different person. Almost, um, he gets so immersed into the experience that then when he sees me, it's it's strange for him, and he gets he gets a little weird and protective and like he's very aware of other people watching me um in the audience and i think that's where he he gets kind of like protective like immediately like protective during the show yeah Yeah. like he's aware that other people are watching and then like immediately after the show he has to come backstage and be like where's my mom Mm -hmm. (laughs) i need to be with her she is mine i saw all those people looking at her but she is mine Mm -hmm. um yeah and even yeah just separating that for him is a little it's getting strange for him mm-hmm. they yeah but they do um yeah they do understand that i'm an artist and that's work um 
but uh, yeah, they also know that it's really fun for me. So mm-hmm. whenever we say, I, we're always really careful at home to say like, if I'm going to the studio or if I'm going to rehearsal, um, that we frame it also as like, mom's going to work. Um, so that it doesn't seem like it's anything different than another any other job that another parent does. And or it's, it's not valued. frivolous. It's not a yeah, hobby. Yeah, it's and it's like, valued yeah. just as much as my husband's right. job, which, you know, is the thing that pays the bills <laughs> in our <laughs> house, frankly. But, um, but yeah, that that's, it's not anything different than his job. It's not valued differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think about, I grew up in uh, a house with two, my parents were both scientists. Um, and so for me, science and like just the existence of the scientific world was very normalized early on. Uh, and I wonder if that's like a similar case if, if your parent is an artist, if that becomes like, well, that's not like weird. That's not like this thing that's often off in the corner. It's like, no, no, that's just like a normal part of life. Yes, of course, my parent is an artist, um, as opposed to when some of us, I assume, go to like parties or have an Uber driver and you say what you do, they go, what? Yeah. That's not a job. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, or like, do? what's your real yeah, job? Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, that, I mean, it's an interesting thing to think about because um, both of their parents, both of my kids' parents are artists. Um, my husband is a recording artist. So they see both of us doing this on a regular basis. Um, I, and I feel like they might just consider it as normal, like, Daddy likes to make music. Mommy likes to do whatever mommy feels like doing at the time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my experience is in this case, mommy sometimes uh, makes a large painting that goes on the side of a building or puts on a trash bag and performs a trash monster. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like you also... uh, You've done a lot of different things. You have a lot of hyphens already. Mother is a complex individual. (laughs) I will say my oldest has gotten to this thing where like, I'm always sort of like working in the living room or creating something or if there's a rhythm, you know, it's like as an artist, I feel like it's hard to turn it off ever, but I'll start doing something and my older one and just he'll start, oh, mom, stop. <laughs> <laughs> that like, you're embarrassing me. I'm like, there's no one around. I'm in my living room. And he's like, right. stop. <laughs> See, my oldest will just do it with me. If I'm singing, he'll just shout. He's like, that's my background vocals. <laughs> and my youngest, he's he's getting there now that he's mobile. If he sees me cutting up in the kitchen, he's in the kitchen with me, hopping up and down on his knees. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and you said something about a, a switch turning. Is, is there a switch? Can you buy it on Amazon? Because I do not know where the switch is to turn it off. Mm-hmm. What, wait, what switch are we turning off? Turn off the oh. creativity switch. Oh, yeah, yeah. From happening at any given moment. It doesn't happen. It, uh, that's something I'm really working on it, as a parent is like the boundaries of like the work life balance. And because, yeah, as an artist, like everything is an inspiration or you get the idea that sparks, you know, at midnight or it sparks at like dinner time or while you're watching the Taekwondo belt mm-hmm. tournament or whatever and it's like the immediate urge to like write it down or like explore that and sort of like setting these parameters that seem sort of unrealistic but are needed for sanity to say like okay I'm I'm working this time to this time and this is when I have focused time to work on this and the other time is family or any whatever else I'm doing and really trying to to set that boundary and separate that so that again I can be fully present with mm-hmm. them and then fully present with my art when I need to be. Yeah. Yeah. Finding the time for that creative 
space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that a, is that a challenge or is that just something you just it's just a factor. It's so it goes into the calendar just like everything else. You know, for me I it's gotten better for me because the the one positive thing that came out of the pandemic for us I think is this normal normalcy of a flexible work schedule. So mm -hmm. um, my husband is able to work from home um, for the most part and um, that has been really helpful because then I'm able to really carve out like these specific times are when I'm working and when I'm in the studio. Um, so that has helped us to balance the need for childcare um, when kids are not in school. So that's been one positive. Prior to that, it was it was really hard to to carve mm -hmm. that out or during the pandemic when there was no childcare or uh, like <laughs> being home and everybody's there and um, just having no space within your own space. Um, that was a challenge. But um, yeah, I think it's just it has to be a conscious effort to carve that space out mm -hmm. dedicated to creativity. Yeah, for me, spontaneous creativity. I just have to go with the flow and get it where I can. Um, like during the pandemic, because like I said, my oldest was born at the top of the pandemic. Uh, so I was on maternity leave doing shutdown at the same time. Uh, I was, I didn't really know what sleep was because newborn and <laughs> trying to find time no where I exist as Courtney still and not as mom and a partner. And like, that was the time that I spent painting. Uh, and I think that was the year I did like 13 different paintings because I was up all night. It was like, what else am I going to do? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to watch anime and paint. <laughs> That's all I'm going to do. That's all I can do because it's not like I'm at work. I'm on maternity leave and I'm like locked in this apartment day in and day out. It's either let myself be consumed by all my feelings of postpartum or, you know, find a channel for it. Um, like as the, as the world started opening back up, uh, me wanting to be outside so bad, I didn't get to get as uh, creative as I had been. Um, but I feel like now that I've already done like the the beginnings of in like infancy, I've already mm -hmm. done infancy with two kids, and we're hitting that part where now they're both at um, at a sitter full time while I'm working full time. I'm able to carve out that schedule more um, because I'm. It, as soon as my kids are in my face, it, it's kind of like I'm I'm automatically mom switch on. Mm -hmm. um, I can try and get stuff done if I need to, but nine times out of ten, I'm going to be focused on making sure that my kids are okay and that everything around them is okay from their tyranny. <laughs> 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 but I definitely say that now um, I'm fine. I'm finally getting in the groove of having organization and getting things done I was able to get a whole exhibit done and now I'm working on a mural and I know that my kids are safe and happy and <laughs> I don't have to like I don't have those questions in the back of my mind because when I was trying to get in this groove it was always in the back of my mind well who like are my kids okay and I'm I wasn't trying to let them go and have to worry about that um now I don't really have to. I'm taking advantage of that network around me and that village and actually being creative for myself and not just to, you know, achieve an end, but just to do things for myself for a change because I haven't been able to do that for a while. Mm 
uh, so we also might cut this from the pie. I have to talk to my, my wife and, and, and double check, but, um, so we are going to be coming parents in December. <gasps> Congratulations. Which is very exciting. So oh very selfishly, goodness. I'm looking for advice. Oh. Also, this has been really like exciting and reaffirming to hear, like, you know, from, from two artists who are also parents. Um, uh, but I guess rather than just frame it as, as, uh, please help me. Do this right. <laughs> no, but really, uh, right. Please, please, help me. please help me. But um, I mean, are there is there anything is there anything that you wish you had known, like going into finding this balance, mm. or just things that you were you were not expecting that were that ended up being a nice surprise or a scary surprise, I suppose. But I feel like I went in expecting a whole lot, and everything was different than what I expected, and. I think it's one of those things where, like I felt really abandoned by everyone because I was like, why did no one tell me? <laughs> and, it, and then I like realized, you know, it's a thing that no matter how much you read, no matter how many people you talk to, you just don't, you don't have a, a real concept of what an impact it is until you're there. And then it's like everyone who like became a parent before you is going to rush to you and be like, oh my God, are you okay? Is everything, <laughs> what can I do? Here's like 10 weeks of frozen lasagna for you. And <laughs> Um, it's like this initiation into the village of like, once you're there, you know, um, but yeah. And I guess one advice, did you ask for advice? I don't want to give uns. If you have, okay. I, mean, I would say I have a pen. So. Oh, you know, I would just say in, in the, in the moments I have two things. One is the mantra, this too shall pass. <laughs> all of it. The when it's difficult, it will pass. And you'll get through it, and when it's really good, it will pass. So savor it, like all of those moments, like every 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 moment. When they grow so fast, and mm. yeah, and the other one is like a little bit of grace. Like it's whether it's your first child or second or third or twelve. My grandma had twelve. God, God. <laughs> um that every time it is a new person and you are a new person and both of you are learning how to be that person together, that it's whatever you're doing is the right thing. Everyone's going to give you advice and whatever it is, but just trust that instinct inside of you that whatever it is you're doing, that's the right thing in that moment and trust it, I guess. That's something I wish I'd known making art for the mm. last 20 years as well. I guess so, that, yeah. that's a really good, yeah, yeah. That's a really good analogy for, for art too. Yeah. <laughs> just trust your instinct. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I, I was motivated by fear for a, lot of, <laughs> <laughs> for a lot of my pregnancy and much of, uh, most, much of my postpartum, this first couple of months of life, I was motivated by strictly fear. And when it came to fight or flight, I was I was floating, baby. I had wings on my feet. <laughs> Call me Hermes. I was gone. <laughs> I was so scared I was going to mess up that I would just evade the scene at any opportunity, even if it meant just sitting in my car for hours and like at the house, sitting in the car for hours. If it meant that that was a chance that I could get away and not mess up, mm -hmm. that was that was me. Um, what I wish I knew then that I know now is do it scared, <laughs> mm -hmm. do it mm -hmm. scared because the fear 
is going to be there regardless. I don't care how many kids a person has, you're still going to feel that that tinge of that tinge of anxiety every single time. It does not change. I thought that it was going to change. Uh, I thought it was going to change my second time around. Nope. The same <laughs> thoughts. Now it's like, oh my goodness, it's not. Oh my goodness, I'm about to be a first time parent. Now it's, oh my goodness, I'm about to have more than one kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you got to do it scared because if you don't. And you let that fear incapacitate you or let you make you run into another direction, then you're just prolonging the fact that you got to get that. You got to go past the start line eventually. I always tell myself like before a performance that um, like I'm always like, why am I nervous? I'm nervous. And I, I still get nervous before almost every performance. And I tell myself the minute I'm not nervous then I should stop because, or I didn't do it right because mm-hmm. I didn't take a risk mm-hmm. and, and I, I, di- I didn't push the boundaries. So maybe within parenting, I mean, parenting is scary all the time because mm-hmm. kids are always changing the world. We have no yes. control over the world that's, that they're living in. Um, so maybe somewhere there's a connection there that this like idea of fear indicates that we're taking a risk somewhere mm-hmm. and that doing it scared is a, a moment of growth. Mm-hmm. For everyone. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, yeah, kids will make you do it scared whether you want to or not. Like, making you run into the, like, run all the way almost into the, the middle of the street. Oh, they'll test mm-hmm. your potential. Like, you have, you have superhuman powers that you didn't know existed. Man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Superhuman patience that I didn't know I had either. <laughs> they are also yeah. a test in patience. Um and also going into that do it scared. When you do it scared, you find out that you are capable of things that like you didn't even imagine that mm-hmm. you thought was later on down the road for you. But it was actually as soon as you decided to move in spite of your fear. That's an amazing, inspiring thought uh, to leave it on, I think. Um, uh, Courtney and Melissa, thank you so much for this uh, this conversation. Um and for sharing a little bit of what it's like to have so many different identities. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I, Thank you. Thanks I for know, having I feel so. I, I got so NPR here at the end when oh, I'm trying to like, wow. sign off. It's like, I do love NPR. Coming is there up, a Jasmine is going to be talking us through the uh, traffic conditions out on I-90. And, um, and don't forget to donate. And don't forget to donate to Maelstrom Collaborative Arts. The only collaborative arts with a maelstrom. <laughs> I love it.